Good afternoon, everybody. Common Sense American is here again to hopefully entertain you this week. Before we start rolling, I want to get a few things out of the way. Um, first, I uh, did not know that people actually jump out and look for dates or something on Twitter. I'm not here for that. Don't message me about that. If you do, chances are you'll probably be unfollowed. Um, I, don't, I don't get it. I have no interest in that. It seems really weird to me, so just don't do it because it creeps me out. Um, the second thing is that, as usual, if you do have recommendations for future shows, things you want to hear me talk about, things you want to hear me weigh in on, uh, by all means let me know. I always like to try and take any suggestions into account and you know, talk about what people want to hear. And on top of which, there are many weeks where I am sort of at a loss as to what I should be discussing. Um, for my brief little 20 minutes here. This week, that's not really an issue because, well, we had the Democrat debates last night. Um, I, you know, every time I force myself to watch some of this mess, it, it reminds me of two things that have been in my head for several years now, pretty much ever since Trump was elected. And every time I watch these talking heads blather, it, again, brings these two points to the forefront. And those are the two points I want to talk about today. And they really are leading to the overall demise of the Democrat Party and why I honestly believe they have very little shot in 2020. And I think they know it. But these are the two. And I think you'll agree with me, especially people who pay attention to, um, you know, these debates and, and how they operate and things like that. You, you will notice these two things. It's hard to miss. Um, first is this, and this is, this is critical. Has anybody noticed that these people don't seem to have a platform? When you're running for office, you're supposed to have some sort of platform and it should be clear to those who are going to vote for you. These people don't have a platform. Slamming the president over and over and over again is not a platform. That's just comes across to much of the country as borderline treasonous nasty, uh, bullying, and unnecessary. This, that's not why you're up there, okay? You're up there to explain to everyone why you are the best person or the better person for the job. Now, in the mind of a child, that might mean attacking the person who's already there over and over and over again. And you are certainly welcome to point out uh, deficiencies in Trump's job performance. However, this is not what they're doing. Have you noticed they never do this? They don't bring up actual numbers or statistics or facts. They don't say, they don't point to one particular thing and say, this is why Trump needs to go. This is why I would be better. Okay. They don't say, well, look, look at his performance in this particular category. It's not very good. I can do better. And here's why. That is what these debates are supposed to do. This is what they're supposed to be about, but they're not doing that. And it's because, and I've said this before, and many people have said this before, they can't attack his job performance because his job performance is pretty darn good. You look at the economy, you look at jobs, you look at the work that he has done for especially minorities and the blue-collar workers of this country, which completely decimates the leftist argument that he's racist. It's the most idiotic thing you've ever seen in terms of actions and in terms of words. I'd like you to show me one instance that shows me and shows everyone that Trump is somehow racist. It's the exact opposite. 
And people with a brain know this. So all they're really doing is get up there and it's trying to slam him as a person, trying to make him out to be some sort of evil individual. You know, that's what was the whole kids in cages thing, which was A, never even close to accurate, and B, all the cages were hardly Trump's doing anyway. They were there from the Clinton administration, you know. But again, they don't care about facts. They just want to paint him as an evil individual and do what they do best, which is appeal to emotion in the masses, not their brains. They are not looking for the intelligent vote. They are looking for the emotive vote. They are looking for the angry vote. That's what they're trying to do. They want to rile up the masses and get people going, I hate Trump, I hate Trump, he's the worst thing ever, he's another Hitler, I'm just going to vote for anybody else. If they can sow those seeds of hatred well enough, they can get that vote and they know it. That's really what they're doing with their anti-Trump rhetoric uh, in, the, in debates like this and in basically everything they say. Look at their posts on Twitter, on Facebook, social media, everywhere, their statements to the press. They cannot help. They cannot help bringing Trump into the fray. And again, it's one thing, again, you are in competition with him. So it's one thing to say, look, he is not doing a very good job in this particular vein. And here's why I will do a better job. That's why you should vote for me. That is not what they are doing. They're saying he bad, I'm good. You know, and you're stupid enough to believe me. We don't have any facts. We're not going after his job performance. We're just saying he's bad. And you're supposed to believe us. That is not a platform. Okay, that has never been a platform. That's all that's doing is alienating more and more citizens from the Democratic Party, which is why so many people have walked away. That is not a platform. You could argue that socialism is a platform of sorts, I suppose. Um, it really isn't, however. What you are proposing is a drastic overhaul of a system that has in the past worked exceedingly well, that that created the greatest country on earth, because capitalism is a system that has been proven to work everywhere in the world, and we, at one point, proved it beyond a shadow of a doubt, which is why we became the greatest nation on the planet. Socialism, I've said this before and I'll say it again, people only want that when the nation starts to fail, when the citizens start to become too lazy and they want the government to essentially run their lives, because they don't want to do it themselves. And that's what's happening here. That is what happens in all places where they, you know, want this government intervention. They want, you know, rich people bad, money bad. It's just code for I don't feel like working very hard anymore. I don't want to have the, you know, force myself to, you know, really produce on a high level. I don't want to be ambitious. I don't want to have self-discipline. I don't want any of that. I just want my neighbor to care for half of what I've got and vice versa, and we'll all just sit around right near the poverty level and nothing will happen. And eventually there'll be nothing left but a giant crater on the planet where the country used to be. Ask Venezuela, ask how Greece crumbled, ask all the communist countries, which in fact, communism is part of this. Socialism is a stepping stone to communism. It really is. Mass control, that's what they want. Your basic freedom's gone, and your ability to succeed on an exceedingly high level, which America did for a very long span of time. They want to hamstring that. That's what socialism does. That's exactly what it does. Okay. That is not a platform, though. That is an overhaul of a civilization. That is attacking the basic tenets of a society, what it was built upon, and saying, no, this doesn't work. Here's something else. At the same time, not giving us any examples of how this works anywhere. And if you're going to name certain countries in Europe uh, that operate with socialistic tendencies, by all means. However, 
bear in mind, and they never mention this, most of those countries will come flat out and say, well, we're more of a blend like you. You know, we are not full socialist. In fact, we, we tend to be, you know, we angle more towards capitalism. Many of those countries will flat out admit it. And by the way, the heterogeneous nature of a lot of those countries and the fact that they are in much better condition than us in terms of physical and mental condition, and yes, they are, unfortunately they are, we are a train wreck, which is another reason socialism can't work. You can't have the crippled and the wounded taking care of the crippled and the wounded. It doesn't work. They are in much better condition, and maybe that can work for a certain span of time and in a certain way, but it does not, does not encourage the ambition and discipline necessary to basically rule the world as the greatest planet, uh, greatest country in the world. And that is what they're trying to get rid of. That is not a platform that is insulting everything that has come before and using a system to replace it that everyone has seen fail everywhere. Okay, that is more of a, you know, big government better, you suck type of thing. That is not a platform because that is very much authoritarian. As in, I don't need a platform. We're just going to create a government where we're in control and you basically do what we say. How is that a platform? I guess, again, I guess you could argue that it's an authoritarian, tyrannical platform as far as I'm concerned, but not really a platform. And if you really listen to everything that they say, that's kind of where it ends. They can go off on their insanity about climate change and they got the gun control mess and, and things like that, but those... They sort of skirt them. They really just want to have control and power. That is the only message that they're sending. That and Trump is bad and everybody conservative needs to be essentially eliminated. This is what they're spreading and it isn't working. That is point number one. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two is this. All the Democrat candidates for president in 2020 sound exactly the same. Yeah, there are a few small differences. Some are more insane and more left than others. But the bottom line is... They're all just talking heads that are really similar. They all want exactly the same things. They, just, they don't differentiate on much of anything. You, there's not much. They can attack each other on various principles, but the bottom line is they're lockstep in with liberalism. All of them. It's like moderation disappeared in the Democrat Party a long time ago. These people are all way too far left. At one point, I really thought Biden was the most moderate of the candidates, and he probably still is, but he just keeps shading further and further left. Either he can't help it, or there's some sort of deeply, you know, embedded agenda in the Democrat Party that says you've got to be as liberal as possible. You've got to go full-on socialist. You know, you have got to embrace all the liberal policies and reject none of them. It's, it's 100% across the board. Why are there no Democrat candidates that every single thing they say is predictable? Everything. And it's not, it's just not interesting anymore. Where are the candidates that say, okay, I, I, you know, I'm a Democrat, but you know what? I'm pro-life or I'm actually, you know, I'm for the Second Amendment. You know, I, I, I don't really like gun control. I, I support our constitution or maybe there might be something different about them. You know, something that we can't just predict, but they are lockstep in with everything. And everything they say sounds exactly the same to a lot of people listening. And I can't imagine that people who call themselves Democrats would watch these debates or listen to these people on social media or in the news and say to themselves, oh, I like this candidate more than this candidate. Well, okay, they're basically the same person. Yeah, okay, you can say Bernie Sanders is more of a socialist than, you know, Kamala Harris or Biden or whatever or Warren, but... Not really. 
Biden might be the farthest from it, but in the end, they all want to hamstring this country in the same manner. They want more government. They want more socialist things. They want more assistance. They, they're all on board with illegal immigration, which is just plain idiotic. None of them seem to have any logic or reason or common sense. They're not, and none of them, and this is the thing, because they don't really disagree with each other enough, they don't have a, a, you know, a clear enough unique platform from each other, it makes them sound like they have no brain of their own, that they're all just parroting the entrenched uh, views of the leftist regime. It, they all sound like they just come cut from the same cloth. They are not different people there. Not different enough, anyway. Not different enough to make voters say, no, I really like this person, I don't like this person. It's also, I think, why you see the polls change all over the place. You know, Biden was up, then he's down, now Warren surging, then Sanders was surging. You know, you those are probably the top three, and it's going to be one of those three for, for president, you know, Beto and Booker and Kamala. They, they had no shot. Um, but they, they keep, you know, sort of going back and forth in the polls. There has been no steady favorite throughout 2019 on the Democrat slate for president because no one can really tell them apart that much. I said that Biden is probably the most separate, probably the most moderate, but his recent statements, his jumping on the impeachment bandwagon, everything about him is starting to shade farther left and it's not helping him because it's just making people who were maybe on the fence go, yeah, all Democrats really are the same. We can expect exactly the same crap from him as we can expect from all of them. They're not making any sense to me. Not one is standing up there and saying something different than the other or radically different. Have you ever heard of a Democrat being pro-life or being flat out say, I'm a member of the NRA or say, I am all for capitalism or say, uh, you know, I really think Trump is doing an OK job. I just think I could do better. Has anyone ever said that? Have you ever heard them say anything that you could not predict every word out of their mouths? Now, that is really not the case if you look at the Republican conventions. I think those are a little different. The, the leaders in those respects, people who want to challenge Trump, they're very different in a lot of ways. And this also feeds into my point about how liberals seem completely brainwashed to me. People on the left, it feels to me like they have stopped using their brains for anything, especially on the political side. They just repeat exactly back what the news told them, what their politicians told them. They don't think about it. They don't analyze it. They don't try to dissect it. They don't try to arrive at the truth on their own. They just accept it as gospel and run with it. And anybody who disagrees is an idiot. This is what is, I did the podcast last week. And, you know, I gave liberals a test, basically. I said, look, here are some of the biggest issues that face our country today. Here's my stance. What is yours? Well, I know what your stance is. Why can't you defend that without name-calling and hostility? Why can't you defend anything with your brains? Why can't you react with your brains? It's because you become emotional nut jobs. This is what Ayn Rand warned of 70 plus years ago, where emotion and sentiment replaces intelligence and reason. This is what happens. This is what's happening on the Democratic side. You know, and it's scary because you don't want those people in charge of anything because they can't be. They've stopped using their brains. They only react purely on emotion. They have nothing else. That is a regression of the species, not a progression. Never has been. And that's what they're fueling themselves on. This is not working. And it's not working very clearly, and it's playing into Trump's hand. 
I mean, you he is going to face uh, somebody who is obviously, in so many ways, anti-American, anti-Constitution, supporting the most liberal, insane ideas we've ever heard, like giving Medicare to illegals. This kind of unreasonable, insane BS has to stop. And much of this country knows it. And when you look at a group of people standing on a stage who clearly have no platform, who clearly are very similar to each other, who are all saying the same things, which millions of Americans don't want to hear anymore, we have a problem. And let me throw this out there. This is this is like a bonus point. This is the third point. Okay. Just let me throw it out because it, it's obvious. Everyone is tired of this. The reason they're losing and the reason they're going, one of the big reasons they're going to lose 2020 is because they're tired of the insanity. They're tired of being told that they're wrong and they're stupid and they're just idiots and they're uneducated. And, you know, you're lower on the societal ladder. You're, you occupy a bottom rung, so you don't really matter. They're sick of hearing that everybody who's not a citizen somehow gets special treatment. They're sick of hearing that we owe it to the world to basically be their, you know, babysitters. You know, we're, we're, they're all, we're all sick of this. We're sick of this because it doesn't make any sense to us. As citizens, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to legal immigrants. It makes no sense to people who are born here. It doesn't make any sense. What you are doing, in, in truth, is pushing an agenda that is making little to no sense in the minds of most Americans. But here's the worst part. It's not only making that, uh, that statement. It's also saying, it's also saying that you are secondary to us. And that is not working. That's what comes across in these debates. You're secondary to us. People who disagree with us are secondary to us. And we are going to establish a new rule, a new regime, a new way of saying, this is how you should live. And they are going to clamp down hard. They are going to want to use laws. They want to implement laws to hamstring us, hamstring the country, shackle us, cripple us. That is what's coming across from the dais. That is what's coming across in their words. Maybe they're not even hearing it anymore, but that is precisely, that is precisely what is happening. And a lot of us are seeing it and they're walking away in droves. So it means they have less and less chance come 2020. What they really needed was a more moderate Democrat, someone who counters Trump in a, in, in a variety of ways, but is not insane, is just, you know, a Democrat, not a liberal, not a socialist, but just a plain old Democrat. That's really what they needed. And they don't have one. They've just been going more and more insane over the past few years, and it's not benefiting them any. And every time they step on stage, it, they make it clearer and clearer to most of this country that not one of them should be in charge of this country, that that would be exceedingly dangerous and downright frightening. And we're not going to let it happen, are we? You know, we're not. We've seen what you have to offer, which is nothing but darkness and chaos and insanity. And we're not siding with that. We're just not. You don't offer another angle or another view. You offer flat-out nuttiness. That's it. We're not going with that. Okay? That's, these are my points. And I think a lot of people will agree. I do apologize for the phone ringing in the middle of this. Normally, I don't have that happen. I usually forgot to turn off the ringer. No, that happens. I don't have time to re-record this. I do apologize. It's something I do on the side. Um, but anyway, 
hopefully you all have a great week. Again, if you have ideas for next week, by all means, let me know. And I will do my best to continue to push for reason and logic and common sense and patriotism. And I hope you will do the same. I will see you next week. Thank you.